Wesley were influential gospel men uh, in the 18th century. Uh, very familiar to many of them, many of you. Uh, Charles Wesley were many liking hymns that excludes him today, like the hymn Anne Kennedy that I should gain, an interest in the Savior's life, my personal favorite hymn. Uh, John Wesley was a great preacher, uh, and was from that the Methodist movement began. Although I would hasten to add that John Wesley was an Anglican clergyman, and he remained an Anglican clergyman the end of his life. A physician once uh, remarked, remarked to Charles Wesley about the way his uh, patients died who had been influenced by these verses. Most people die for fear of dying. God, I never met with people such as yours. They are none of them afraid of death, but are calm and patient and determined to the last. Which led John Wesley to make a statement statement Our people die well. Our people die well. In the passage that we're looking at today, Jacob, the patriarch, dies. And he dies well. For he dies trusting in and acting on the promises of God. Chapter 48 opens with uh, Joseph getting news that his father is ill and knows he's going to die. Uh, so he goes to see him with his two sons. And when he gets there, the father is lying in bed. But when he's told, when he's told that Joseph, his son is of his strength, that he stood up because he's got something he wants to say. He, he's going to look back on his life. And then he's going to speak about the future and forward, particularly about the inheritance. But as he looks back, the big thing that he's going to look back on, the thing that dominated his horizon as he refused the past, is an incident at a place called Lust, which he later renamed back. Now, he was in love because he had cheated his brother out of his blessing, and he was on the run. Being home and cleaned his brother Esau's blood. Here's what happened in Jacob's own words, 48 verse God Almighty appeared to me and Marcus and the land of Canaan and blessed me. And said to me, Behold, I will make you fruitful and multiply you. And I will make you a company of peoples, and will give this land to your offspring after you for an everlasting possession. God promised to bless you and multiply you, making many people and give them this land. And that was the same promise that God had made to his father Isaac and his grandfather Abraham. God will bless and multiply their descendants, give them the land. That is the big, big, big promise that Jacob looks back to at the end of his life. Because you see, those promises, those are all very promises. The promise of land and people and blessing, they were the promises of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and that promises were going to drive the agenda for the rest of the Bible. Because they are, in fact, uh, promises that are the first of the fall. You know, humankind first sinned against God and got kicked out of the garden. Before that, there were God's people and God's place and the God's blessing group in the Garden of Eden, joined because of sin, were kicked out of the Garden, under God's curse, and God's promises to Abraham and his descendants were the first step in the revival. 
Of course, the big things to be thankful for are the covenant of promises, the blessings, the forgiveness, the eternal life, all those things we talked about earlier. But also be thankful for the things, the uncovenant of promises. Things that God didn't promise you, but if we can hear you, look back and be grateful. Joseph asked his father in deep respect. Then he took the two sons to his father to, for him to bless them. And from this point on, the end of the passage is now on the future. He arranged the family so that when Jacob laid his hands to bless them, and that then Manasseh, the older one, would be on the right, and he friend, the younger one, would be on the left. And when, Joseph come, uh, when Jacob comes to give him a blessing, he and what about this possibility? But as he blesses them, again, he's in love, he's blessing Joseph, the Joseph's son. And the reason they get this blessing is because they are Joseph's sons. Wouldn't they get this blessing if they want to be Joseph's son? And that's the beginning of that. But here's the blessing, verse 15. Across the page. The Lord, the, the God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked. The God who has been my shepherd all my life, long to this day. The angel who has redeemed me from all evil, bless the wise. And in them let my name be carried on, and the name of my fathers Abraham and Isaac, and let them grow into a multitude. In the midst of the earth. Notice a few things. Notice how he refers to God. He is, verse 15, the God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked. He's the covenant of God. The God who made promises to Abraham and Isaac. The God with whom before whom they walked. Not in He is, second on verse 15, the God who has been the shepherd all these life long to this day. The God who cares and guides his people. He is, for 60, the angel who has redeemed from all evil. In Genesis, all the time, we've got this angel of the Lord who is simultaneously God and a messenger from God. Very confusing. If you're in Genesis, we come to John and see that Jesus is both God and the Word of God. Look back at the and it's this angel God that has rescued him from heart. You know, his brother Esau didn't kill him. Joseph saved his family from famine through his suffering. And so Joseph blesses his children by praying that God would bless them. That God would give them to carry on his name. The name of his himself and his father, Isaac, his grandfather, Abraham, that they will carry the promises and will multiply his faith with the sinner of our lives. That's all that I wish for. But Joseph realizes that his father is crossing And he doesn't like it. He's pretty angry. He tries to correct him so that the right hand is on the hand you know, the first one, but you get off. I found this in I know, my son, I know. My master, the older, will be great, but 
that I might tell you of what shall happen to you in the days to come. Settle in the single sons of Jacob, listen to the Israel of God. And then he gives them his blessing of something. Because if you look at the blessings, you see that there's two sons of Jacob, not a lot of blessings. That's Judah and Joseph, and the rest get one or two lines of the Hebrew. But Judah and Joseph get a big chunk. Let's put them up there. And as it turns out, Judah becomes the daughter of the tribe of the south, and as we said, Joseph's son is the daughter of the tribe of the Now, Judah was son number four. But the first three were disqualified from preeminence because of their sin. I have a look at verse three. Reuben is the first one. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, the first was of my strength, preeminent in dignity, preeminent in power. He's the first one. He should be the number one son. He should get the leadership without all character. But what did he do? Look back in the past of Genesis. He slept with his mother's empty mouth. And now, at long last, at that time, Genesis just said, "Which is different And now, at long last, he makes it clear that he knows and he acts. Unstable as one of us for you shall not have preeminence, because you went up unto your father's bed. Then you defiled him. Then there are lots of the other sons. He went up on my couch. Reuben forfeited his, his, his preeminence because of his uncontrollable. God's promises were fulfilled again, washing the land. But no leader of this one can be removed. Sinning and Levi next, but then there was that message that we spoke about before. 49 verse 5. Sinning and Levi are brothers, weapons of violence are their souls. Let my soul come not in their house, nor my glory be not going to come before. In their anger they killed them, and their will that they have so answered. Cursed be their anger for his fierce, and their wrath for his food. Judah. 
In verse 10, shall that God's chosen people will rise from Judah. Verse 10, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the rulers fasten between his feet, until tribute comes to him, and the king shall be the obedience of the people. Initially, this is fulfilled in David, but ultimately, it will be Jesus, the descendant of David, the descendant of Judah, who would receive the tribute and obedience from people all over the world. And it's to him we bring our tribute and obedience from all the nations today. For he is ready in the ultimate blessing life, cut out of Eden. And you see, poetically, pictured here by, by, by having grapes and wine so abundantly that you can tie a donkey to the vine, and it doesn't matter if it's the choice of grapes because there's so many of them. And you wash up those in wine instead of water because wine is so abundant. In his name. Now, the other tough thing about Judah is Judah wasn't disqualified because of this. Huh? It's not Judah's sinfulness of Judah, it's not the same one. And yet, God has not to speak to the Judah. It changed. Recently, there was that change, and a couple of weeks ago, when he offered himself as a slave in the place of Benjamin, the second is father. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, they all passed over because of their sin. That's what they deserved. God was gracious to Judah in spite of this. Don't understand that. We trust God because showing mercy is God's love. Jacob and Jesus bless his sons. Zebulun, Issachar, Dan, Dad, Asher, Nephali, all get a short point for prediction of mercy from the heart of his hands. They're all talking about Israel in the land. Because the Jews, Jacob expects them to go back. And then we have the blessings of Joseph himself in verse 22. And they look back first on his faithful and productive life that is there like that, despite the many hardships. Joseph is a fruitful Fruitful Barlow Street, branches run on the wall, the archers bitterly attacked, shocking, harassing severely, yet his bow remained unmoved, his arms remained agile, by the hands of the mighty one of Jesus. He bears a shepherd, his God is the God of God who kept him, kept him firm and steadfast despite every attack, and small in his life. And then there's a prayer for the future, verse 25. By the God of your Father, who will help you, by the Almighty, who will bless you, with blessings of your heart, blessings of the deep that, that crouches beneath, blessings of the breast and the womb, the blessings of your Father, the mighty God, the blessings of my parents, up the bounties of the everlasting things. May they be on the head of Joseph, and on the brow of him who was a set apart from his parents. Joseph is blessed. Find the Jacob prays for more blessings of him than, 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 than he himself has seen, uh, let alone his past. Prosperity and fertility of abundance given to him. Now, we see in the last few weeks that in many ways Joseph was for Christ. Joseph, like Jesus, suffered in the plan of God to rescue his people. Joseph, like Jesus, remained steadfast and faithful to this attachment. 
Joseph, like Jesus, came through their suffering and was exalted and honored. Joseph, like Jesus, was blessed and exalted above his brothers. And where did he live? In Bethsaida? We belong to Jesus' life. He prayed for Master, belong to Joseph. And what he prayed for Master was blessed because of Joseph. We are blessed because of Jesus. And in fact, like them, we share in the inheritance of our adopted Father, who is his real Father. Well, the last lesson is for Benjamin, the younger son. And all of those short ones that might be confirmed in Israel's history. And then after those blessings, Jacob gives instruction from his parents. He wants to be buried back in the land that God has promised his descendants. Verse 29 says, I am to be gathered to my people, buried with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of Ephraim of the fire, the cave that is in the field of Machpelah, the east of Manway, the land of Canaan, which Abraham bought. From Ephraim to that blessed burial place. There they buried Abraham and Sarah his wife. There they buried Isaac and Rebecca his wife. There I buried the land. The field of the cave Joseph trusts in the promise of God. He knows that the descendants are going to come back to the land as he promised. And so in his death, he wants to go back. And being with those that have gone before, who also have received the same things. Even though the stage of God's plan to give him the land has not come to pass yet, he wants in his death to be there because he knows that that is the land of God's And it's the same for society. When we come to die, we want to be trusting in the promises of God. The place that God has given us now is, is in Christ. We are in Christ. And even after death, we will be with Christ. With all his people who have gone before. We want to be there. Even as we wait for the next stage of God's plan, the giving of our inheritance, the new heaven and the new earth, where we desire. Genesis 49 ends with the death When Jacob finished commanding his sons, he drew up his feet into the bed and breathed his last and was gathered to his feet. Jacob dies a good death. Remembering what God has done, being thankful for God's faithfulness, and trusting in God's promises for the future. And as he does this, he finally sets the example of a godly faith for himself. So, what do we learn from this passage? First of all, we are reminded of God's promises, God's faithfulness to his promises. All along. If you read on the Bible, you will see that God is indeed fulfilled his promises to Jacob. And you know that God, who was faithful to his promises to Jacob after his death, 
will be faithful to his promises to us after our death. Secondly, we are encouraged by the changes we see in Jacob over many years. God chose Jacob even though he was a cheat and an unsavory character, gave him great promises, and all the years changed him to a great patriarch in the world. And we know that God who chose Jacob has chosen us in Christ, in spite of the fact that we are unworthy sinners. He gave us great promises in him. And if he will keep on changing us in the image of his son. Thirdly, we see God has plans for his people. And those plans are spoken about by Jacob in this prophetic blessing laid out before him. And we know that God has plans for us, his people. And these plans are spoken of in the New Testament. Laid out for us before him. We have to expect suffering and persecution in this world. But God will bring us to and give us our final inheritance to the new creation. And finally, from this example of Jacob, we learn something of how to die now. Remember how when Jacob came to die, he the first of Francisco. When you come to die, all of us here will, and this will all return. When you come to die, look back on God's judgments. Remember the promises that He made to you in the gospel. Speak of them to the people around you. Remind yourself, remind them of the wonderful, precious promises that you have when Jacob came to die, he spoke of the future in light of God's promises. He died convinced that God would keep his promises. And when you die, you speak to yourself and you speak to those around you about your future in light of God's promises. And remember that God keeps his promises and look forward to the future. You have eternal inheritance. Die trusting Here's a verse of one of the things that we see in this chapter. The gospel of grace, when I take my last breath, will be my one comfort to bear me through death. And should I die peaceful or suffer great pain, this gospel assures me that death will be dead. The gospel of grace for eternity long will be my delight in the theme of my song. The saints from all nations are joined to proclaim of glory to Jesus, the Lamb of the Lord. I trust in the cross of the And if that's how you want to die, then that is how you want to live. Because you may well not get a chance to be like David to speak consciously and reflect back to people around you. And that's all right. But what you can do is live this way consistently all the time. Live as you want to die. Live rehearsing God's promises to you in Christ. Live each day being grateful for God's mercies in your life, for His covenant blessings and His uncovenant blessings. 
Live trusting in God's promises for your eternal future. Thy way, live. Let me close by reminding you of the promises of God by which we live and in which we die. Using the words of the Hyderabad Catechism in the 16th century. Catechism always asking this question. What is your only comfort in life and death? And the answer that I, with body and soul, both in life and death, am not my own, but belong to my faithful Savior Jesus Christ, who with his precious blood has fully satisfied for all my sins and redeemed me from the power of the devil, and so preserves me that without the will of my Father in heaven, not a hand can fall from my hand. Indeed, that all things must work together for my salvation. Wherefore, by his Holy Spirit, he also assures me of eternal life, and makes me heartily willing and ready from now on to live unto me. The second question. How many things are necessary for you to know that in this comfort you may live and die happily? Answer. Three things. Firstly, the greatness of our sin and misery. Second, how I am redeemed from all my sin and misery. And third, how I am to be thankful to die. Live and die in light of God's gospel purposes, and you will live and die well. Thank you that you have for us. Thank you that you have us from the rest of Thank you that you have us from the rest of us. Thank you that you have us from the rest of us. you have us from the rest of us. Thank you that you have us from the rest of us. Thank you for your spirit working on the broadest of us. Enable us to trust in you and to know the most places of our hearts. Lord, we thank you so much for that. And Father, we pray that you will help us to live and die in honor of this gospel Christ. Help us to live day by day. Blessing your promises to us in Christ, looking forward to the future with happiness. And when the time comes for us to die, help us to remember those promises, to remember what you have done for us in Jesus, and to look forward to the future with happiness. Help us to live and die.